The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is the four-man rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with Kevin, Will, and Larry, and it's draft time, baby. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeedy, deedy. We're going to talk about the NFL draft tonight. Um, in fact, we're going to have a live, well, not necessarily live, but we're going to have a, a, a live while we're doing the recording here. Uh, we're going to talk about, well, not talk about, we're going to actually go through a mock draft, right? And we're going to talk about who's available, who we would pick, and why we picked it, and things of that nature, and uh, give you some in-depth um, analysis about the players that we chose. Um, if you guys have checked out the previous two podcasts, uh, we've been breaking down players um, in terms of Offense and defense, um, really diving into who we thought was going to be where and who we would prefer and things of that nature. So we're, we're actually going to perform a mock draft right here on the podcast and uh, see what you guys think. Um, if you're listening to the well, yeah, if you're listening to this fresh off the press, um, draft is tomorrow, <laughs> technically, because you listen to this on Wednesday. So. Yeah, the draft is tomorrow, so make sure you run this back through, okay, before the draft comes on so you can be all up in it and you know, just be schooling people on the information, man. That's that's how it goes, right? We're here for you. So, thanks again, folks, for listening to the 4-Man Rush Podcast. Let's dive into this bad boy. Um, So, we're going to go one of the first rounds, excuse me. Um, the Panthers have the seventh pick. Um, Kevin, are, are you are you running the draft? I got it up right here. So, oh, we'll we'll get got my, it. We'll got get it. Up. My Roger Goodell on real quick. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, welcome to the NFL draft. Here Let's we get go. Get started. Woohoo! All right. So, as expected, the first overall pick was Joe Burrow. Second overall pick is Chase Young. Detroit threw a little bit of a curveball at us and took Isaiah Simmons at three. Ah. Giants. Giants took Andrew Thomas at four. Hmm. The Dolphins, surprisingly, took Justin Herbert at five. And the Chargers took the best cornerback on the board, Jeffrey Okuda, at six. Oh, boy. So, seven. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. For seven, we got Derek Brown, Tua Tagliavoa, Tristan Wirfs, Jerry Judy, C.J. Henderson, Makai Becton, Jedrick Wills, and C.D. Lamb, and Javon Kinlaw as possibilities. I think we might be unanimous on who to take if the board were to fall this way. Indeed. Um, Brown. <laughs> what do you think, Larry? Hey, can I walk the card up to the podium myself? Please <laughs> give me the honor. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a no-brainer. Just got to go with the best player on the board, in my opinion, which would be Derek Brown. Definitely fits the need. So killing two birds with one stone. 
And um, just just to let you guys know, I'm sure I'm sure you you should know who the heck Brown is. Uh, the D tackle out of Auburn, who's an absolute monster, wrecked ha- wrecked havoc on the uh, SEC last year. Man, he was he was something to deal with. So, woo woo. Well, we get that man right there, folks. We're gonna be in a good way, man. Sounds like the cards turned in there. So with the seventh pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Derrick Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Good pick, coach. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah, to me, to me, what you're getting here, a guy that's going to draw a double team, so come in and start right away, probably give you 60% of the snaps in that D tackle rotation. If he can evolve as a pass rusher with his hand technique and you know, bend and things like that. I mean, I think he can be one, uh, solve this position for at least the next eight to ten years. So this is probably one of the better scenarios that could happen Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, for people that's using pass rushing as a lack, uh, kind of a knock on Derrick Brown, realize that when he lined up as the nose tackle, uh, and I mentioned this on the uh, podcast we was on last night, uh, he was fifth best in the country with uh, quarterback pressures when lined up as nose tackle. So either zero technique in a 30 front or as the one technique in a 40 front where he shaded either side of the center. So um, I believe um, number one was uh, Neville Gallimore. Number two was Ken Law. And then Derrick Brown was fifth in the nation in, uh, in division one as quarterback pressures when uh, lined up at, at nose tackle. So, uh if, if the fifth best in the country is a knock, and uh, <laughs> I, I love to see what he can do uh, once he get once he get that worked on. Exactly, exactly. Oh man, God, I hope I hope it does fall like that, man. That'll, that'll be beautiful, beautiful to get Brown at seven, man. Um, so so how how did the rest of the uh, the round uh, fall out? All right, so after us, we had um, Makai Becton went at eight to Arizona. Jacksonville picked up Tua at nine. Let's talk about some notables. The Raiders got C.J. Henderson at 12. Mm. Oh, my God, Atlanta got Jerry Judy at oh. 16. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Saints got Javon Kinlaw, who fell all the way to 24. Dang. Uh, Cesar Ruiz snuck into the first round to Baltimore at 28. Mm-hmm. And Antoine went Green Bay took Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State. That's interesting. Oh, I wonder how Rodgers will feel about that. Yeah, right. So now it's round two gets started. Cincinnati took Patrick Queen. Uh, Colts took Jeff Gladney. Lions took Grant Delpit. Giants took Jeremy Chin, and the Chargers took Jalen Rigor, the wide receiver from TCU. Mm. So at 38, we got A.J. Terrell, cornerback out of Clemson. We got Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Wisconsin. Josh Jones, offensive tackle out of Houston. T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle out of Georgia. Mm. And then just some other names. Kyle Duggar is available. Uh, Ross Blacklock. Uh, defensive tackles if you want to double dip at that <laughs> position. So any wow. thoughts on that? To me, I'm leaning towards AJ Terrell, cornerback out of Clemson, mm-hmm. considering we're playing in the NSC South and we need to somebody that can shadow the Julio Joneses and the Michael Thomases out there. What's your thoughts on that? Mm. I want to fortify my interior and go ahead and get a guy I've been high on since day one. And I'm going to take Cushionberry out of LSU. Interesting. 
Kevin? Yeah, um, yeah I'm kind of a Cushman fan myself, but if, if Atlanta gets uh, <laughs> Ridley, I'm looking – I mean, um, Judy, I'm looking at Julio Jones, Calvin – bruh, man, cornerback would have to be a <laughs> – That would be sick, but um, – but yeah, we we can't be affected by what others do. So I'm with Larry, uh, most athletic center in the draft. Um, for me, it was the uh, the line calls that Joe Brady is going to be using. Um, seamless transition. I mean, even though Paradis is coming back, uh, Shabert can also play either guard spot. I think Larry put me on to that, so uh, that definitely uh, takes care of now and later. So yeah, give me Cushenberry at uh, at number uh, at the second round pick. Also, the fact that we don't really have a single starter that doesn't deserve to be challenged right now in the offensive line. I mean, I, I like to bring in competition for Mogan. Uh, you said Paradis is coming back. Nobody's job is safe to me on the O-line. I think it's due for real, a true rebuild, or what I like to say is retool. So I'll get best available linemen every round if I have to. That's just the way I'm standing right now. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I was thinking that the uh, the tackle offensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, that that would be my pick. Oh, Isaiah! If Isaiah Wilson is out there too, that's somebody else I'd be interested in. But yeah. I'm definitely trying to address the interior of my offensive line immediately. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I was look- like, we going with uh, Christian Berry then at 38. Yep. All right. Man. So again, Panther fans, so make sure you check check your stats. <laughs> building the team from the inside out so far. Indeed. Indeed. All right, so now we're at uh, pick 69. Uh, so far in round three, Bengals took Bradley and I, defensive end out of Utah. Mm-hmm. Zach Bond went to the Redskins. Lions took Raquan Davis. And the Jets took Jacob Phillips. So we got Justin Matabuke, uh from defensive tackle out of Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Hennessy, center out of Temple, still available. Tyler Biadas, center out of Wisconsin, still available. Uh, Jalen Hurts, quarterback, Oklahoma, still there. Um, you can go tight end. Uh, Adam Troutman, Dayton, Albert O from Missouri. Uh, James Lynch from Baylor, a Matt Rule guy who I think oh. will have to be very high on. Uh, Damon Arnett is the best cornerback, still available. Mm-hmm. Or you can go another tight end. a lot of high a uh, lot of tight ends available. Harrison Bryant, Chase Claypool. So, what's your thoughts on this? Oof. I'm going tight end. Well, for me, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, Kev. I was just thinking aloud. <laughs> oh, uh, for me, yeah, this, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking corner. Um, of course, I'm a fan of um, uh, the cornerback out of uh, OSU, that uh, Arnett. I'm definitely a, a fan of his. Uh, to, uh, to take a look at um, here because definitely we're we're severely lacking in the cornerback department. Um, I think on, in day two you can definitely start shifting your BPA a little bit more to your need side. Uh, was was Jalen Johnson, the cornerback out of Utah, uh, available? Will or or uh, I don't know how far you looked into it, but uh, either him or Arnett would be would be my pick with the uh, in the third round. No, Jalen Johnson went late first. Oh, thanks. See, wow, <laughs> So yeah, give me, so give me, put me now for Arnett, cornerback out of Ohio State. Yeah, as much as I like James Lynch, and I think Matt Rule will do anything he can to get him on the team. I think by already taking Derek Brown, 
I think um, in this scenario, I'd rather him go with cornerback as well. I mean, I don't think we can come out of this draft without addressing that position, considering what we have currently on the depth chart. Yeah, I agree with you guys for the most part. If I don't go corner, I at least go, you know, maybe safety or linebacker. But uh, if it was a safety out there, I'd throw out Kyle Duggar's name. He fits Rule's profile of being an athletic stud for the most part. And he's a four-year starter, so you know that the experience is there. But if corners, if you know corners, there, that's where I'm going to go. But somewhere in the secondary, I agree with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I initially said tight end, but yeah, yeah, we have we haven't addressed the uh, the secondary in the draft yet. So absolutely, we got holes to fill. I saw a '69 Damon uh, Nets to pick. Now he got kind of slept on because he played opposite side Okuda, who's the best hmm. corner on the board. But you know he held his own. I mean he's like Okuda. He's very good at press bail guy. Has good size. Um, I've heard people say he'd fit in that uh, 49ers scheme with uh, Richard Sherman. And to use your length in that uh, cover three press that they like to run there. And I think both him and uh, Okuda kind of remind me of Josh Norman as well. A little bit more polished coming out as prospects, but I'm just in terms of what their skill set, their strengths, and what they can become. So I think that's very good value in round three. I agree. Yeah, for me, what um, since this was one of the guys I was kind of high on, just from um, you know what I was able to look information up on about him, um, you know, according to uh, the Draft Network, the summary of Arnett, it says a, a day one corner prospect for teams looking for a starter and press man coverage. Uh, his player comparison in NFL is Darius Slate, which is not bad. Um, say his best trait is man technique. Uh, his worst trait is tackling. Uh, he tested out extremely athletic. He's uh, able to get his hands on the ball. Says he's got smooth, fluid hips. So, um, yeah, that. Yeah, I can uh, I can work with that. Word. <laughs> All right, so so far we've picked we've picked up a uh, D tackle, we picked up a corner, and we picked up a uh, interior lineman. Correct. Okay. All right. So far we got Derek Brown, Lloyd Cushenberry, and Damon Arnett. Okay. Okay. So round four, red pick one thirteen. Guys available, some recognizable names. You got Van Jefferson, wide receiver out of Florida. Uh, Jordan Brooks, outside linebacker from Texas Tech, who I think is a really good player. More corners, Bryce Hall, cornerback from Virginia. Uh, Tyler Johnson, wide receiver from Minnesota. So you're really starting to see the wide receiver depth come into play this late in the draft. Mm. You got uh, Amik Robertson, uh, cornerback out of Louisiana Tech. Uh, Leaky Fotu. I already know Larry's answer out of this. <laughs> yeah, so once I said that name, uh, defensive tackle out of Utah. Yeah, you so, know that's what we're with. Especially um, you know, getting to the fourth round. Name is still out there. Got that kind of athletic profile. Um, immediate right. stud. Definitely adds uh, value to the rotation with Brown leading the way. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think you know, even though we got. Derek Brown already. Remember, Kawan Shorts getting up there in age. He's got a $20 million cap hit, and, you know, he's coming off an injury. So I think, you know, building that depth at the defensive tackle position is a must. I agree. Uh, well, for me, you know, my good, I'm always a hall model guy, but honestly, believe it or not, um, and I, I blame Vince Hall for this, I, I like that Amik Robinson. Uh, 
at cornerback. I mean, again, he would fit the slot need. Uh, again, when you're looking at the fact that, you know, the NFL is so pass heavy, so many three, four, and five wide receiver sets, um, I'm just not trying to see no more linebackers trying to cover slot guys. Uh, so just uh, me personally, I would double dip back to back with um, Arnett and then Amik Robertson. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, I won't complain about uh, Leaky Fotu at all. But uh, I just want to do something different than um, throw that out there in my logic behind it. So, uh, yeah, that would be me. Uh, Amik Robertson um, out of, uh, was he Louisiana Tech? Yeah, Louisiana Tech. Mm-hmm. A very feisty, physical, uh, nickel corner type. But guess Tim is the tiebreaker here. You want to go Leaky Fotu, defensive tackle out of Utah, or Amik Robertson, nickel corner out of Louisiana Tech at 119? Hey, well, if you did have to go corner, you wouldn't consider Bryce Hall, your boy from Virginia? I would think we got uh, Arnett in the round before. Mm-hmm. So I would think um, you can double dip your corner there. But I just think we're getting Arnett there with his size on the out, length on the outside. That it's kind of an overlap in what they can do there. I prefer maybe a, a Meek Robertson, like a nickel corner, to kind of complement Arnett in that case. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say corner, um, primarily because we we really haven't addressed that in the off season um, in free agency like like I wanted to, especially since we lost Bradbury. Um, and I, you know, so I, I would go, I would go uh, nickel corner in that, in that case. So we split two to two. We got to flip a coin. I'm taking Grant Hall and I'm taking Dante in the nickel. Either way, you know, I'm taking the B, going BPA, but Word. you know, still in my book, that's full two. But I'm just saying if we had to go DB again. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at. That, it is we'll a tough go, pick, uh, man. BPA on this board is tiebreaker. So the highest ranked out of the two, Amik Robertson's 121 on the board. Leaky Fultu's 133 on the board. Oh. So we'll go with the BPA as the tiebreaker in this case then. So the 119, we take Amik Robertson, cornerback out of Louisiana Tech. Nice. Okay, so round five, we got two picks. That, you know, really close together. We got 148 and 152. Nice. And we got the 148 as part of that trade with Kyle Allen. Kyle so here, Allen. <laughs> 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 My man. So what we got here, we got a lot of tight ends on the board. Kobe Parkinson out of Stanford. Hunter Bryant out Ooh. of Washington. Ooh. Um, you got Kendall Victor, Vildor, a cornerback out of Georgia Southern. Ooh. Um, let's see what else we got here. You can go uh, Thaddeus Moss, tight end out of LSU. Uh. Safety out of Georgia. Uh, wide receiver, you got Quentin Quintez Cephas out of Wisconsin. You got um, continue going the interior line with Nick Harris out of Washington. Jonah Jackson out of Ohio State. Uh, offensive tackle. Pretty solid player as well, Sadiq Charles out of LSU. So any thoughts on this? And just keep in mind, we got picks uh, 148 and 152, so we can probably get two out of these guys, you know, in the same – in that same round. Mm-hmm. Is there any more interior defensive linemen that's popping up, Will? Let's see. Let's see who the best available is. Best available right now is Khalil Davis at 191 
and Benito Jones at 195. Our pick is 148, so we might be able to. Yeah. There might be a little bit of a. Yeah, we can wait. Wait, but yeah, yeah, they're still available. In my opinion, I'll just go ahead and spit with my two back-to-back picks. I will go with Thaddeus Moss first, and then come back and grab Nick Harris, the center out of Washington. I think he'll be a long-time starter in the league one day. So to get him in this later, later round, mm. I think that's the ultimate steal. Yeah, I'm on board with Thaddeus Moss, too, as far as just the connection with Joe Brady. He knows the offense a little bit, you know. So, like, if they go, if they do go tight end, he'd be the guy that they would go this late in the draft. You're here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going Thaddeus and uh, interior lineman. Yeah, for the. Uh... Number two pick in the fifth round, yeah, give me the Thaddeus Moss uh, as well. So I think that makes that one unanimous. Um, are we going ahead and telling our second pick as well, or after Thaddeus Moss, Detroit took Sean Bradley out of Temple. Giants took Kenny Wilkes from Michigan State, and Chargers took Hunter Bryant out of Washington. So yeah, Nick Harris is still available. Perfect. So here's my thing with Nick Harris. Uh, we already got Cushenberry. What, um, how are we gonna? It's basically like getting two centers, right? Yeah, I'm bringing competition to the position, and I believe Cushenberry can play some guard too. It's a fifth round pick, that's his BPA, in my opinion. Hmm. So, any, uh, let's see who else. I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks good to me. I mean, we got double dipped at corner already, we got a tight end, a hmm. uh, wide receiver, we kind of addressed in free agency. Um, safety. We got J.R. Reed out of Georgia. So, yeah, I mean, I have no problem with Nick Harris here. Yep. Uh, All right. <clears throat> well, put me down. I mean, I'm outvoted, but just put me down for J.R. Reed, safety out of Georgia. Um, I really like the film breakdown um, you guys were showing about him, his uh, right. instinctive playmaking ability, whether it's in the box or, you know, deep because – yeah, we got Trey Boston. Yeah, we signed Justin Harris. But at the end of the day, you know, are these long-term solutions there uh, at, you know, at the position? Um, for me, uh, I like, uh, you know, again, addressing this weak secondary. I, I felt like this was the perfect draft to finally get some long-term solutions there. And I know we already double-dipped that corner. But um, uh, I, I like uh, I like Reed, you know. And, uh, Larry, you know, you watched a lot of Georgia games, so – even though you're going with Nick Harris, uh, what 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 insight could you share of what you see about Reed? Everything you explained, basically. You know, it's a lot of experience behind him as well. I don't mind going safety either. Earlier in the draft, you know, we were in the second. <clears throat> I was probably going to lean toward uh, Kyle Duggar, so I, I definitely believe in addressing the safety position if possible, so I'm not going to disagree with you there at all. All right, so I guess, Tim, once again, tiebreaker, you going <laughs> safety or interior O-line here? I'm going safety. Safety. So yeah. we got to go BPA out of the two. J.R. Reed's 164. Nick Harris is 172. So there we go. J.R. Reed gets the board here. Mr. Reed. <laughs> Not from Chapel Hill. I was going to say, hey, where's the, where's the high top fade, bro? <laughs> <laughs> with, the nut, with the nut hugger shorts. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Them, so now we uh, I mean Chris Corciani's on. <laughs> now here's where we got to do better than Marty. This is where Marty always fall off round damn it, six. Damn it, Hernie. 
So, so far, you got Navelle Clark, UCF, went, uh, Cincinnati. Nick Harris almost made it. Went to 181 to the Denver Broncos. Mm. Uh, Trajan Bandy went 182 to the Detroit Lions. And then my guy, Courtney Davis, wide receiver, I like, went to the Dallas Cowboys at 183. Damn. <laughs> so at 184. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Benito Jones is still there, defensive tackle out of Ole Miss. Khalil Davis. Defensive tackle out of Nebraska. Uh, Joe Reed, wide receiver out of Virginia. He's a return specialist as well. Mm. Uh, Anthony Jennings, the Alabama edge rusher, uh, fell big time in this draft. He's, he's the 188 prospect there. Uh, any other names y'all want to throw out there too? I'll look up to see if they're still available. I mean, Damian Lewis, guard from LSU, available mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, Damon Lewis is tempting. I was going to ask you to look up uh, my boy. You turned me on to a wheel, uh, Shaquille Quarterman, linebacker out of Miami. Uh, is he still available? Or Because I'm usually getting him like fifth, sixth round range, you know, in my mocks. He's the 228th on the board, and we're at 184. So we could either consider him now, or he might be there at seven as well. Hmm. Uh, that late, I, I'll wait. Um, put me down for Damon Lewis, the guard out of. Um, uh, LSU, you know, again, the LSU connection, Castleberry. Now we got the guard, Lewis. I mean, you know, we follow along with the rule theme here, you know, getting players that we're familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Larry, the one that put me on Damian Lewis uh, way back in like October, I think. So, uh, yeah, let me uh, let me get that guard. Yeah, I'm on board with Damian Lewis as well. Uh, I was going to go with uh, Benito Jones, a defensive tackle, but I think Matt Rule's more likely to get his guy, Bravion Roy, in the seventh round, so we could probably wait for him and see how the board plays out. So, yeah, I'll keep building on that interior O-line and take Damian Lewis, reunite him with Derrick Brown, who busted him up <laughs> at one play. Had him on skates. Skates. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen a black man on escapades? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Larry, how you feel about Lewis? That's why I'm rolling with two. I was leaning towards Benito Jones, but I'm in a situation where it's a win-win with with, with either of those two guys. So I'm, I'm on board with you. And then I also like Roy, you know, later in the seventh. Like, well, my opinion was really 100% what Will was thinking. Like, 100%. He spoke for me. So it looks like there's no complaints on Damian Lewis? None. So that's going to be the sixth-round pick. Now let's see if... Uh, Bravion Roy slips to 221. Um, so I'll, I'll go through the board as well. But um, you got Ben DiNucci, the Panthers, met with some quarterback from James Madison. Mm-hmm. A lot of quarterbacks. Kelly Bryant, quarterback from Missouri, the guy that transferred from Clemson. John Runyon Jr., I think his pop played in the league uh, at one point. He was by Michael Strahan, but other than that, he was a perennial pro bowler. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm. Um, who else? Uh, somebody took Bravion Roy, it looks like. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, we can continue building on that interior O-line. Um, oh, Bravion Roy's still there. He's 240. He's still there at defensive tackle. Want to add some help with Derek Brown. Um, any other names y'all want to throw? Shaquille Quarterman still available. And, uh, if you want to go that route, a corner. You got Harrison Hand from Temple. Another guy Matt Rule's probably very familiar with. Lamar Jackson from 
Nebraska's still there. Uh, Chris Williamson, the six-one nickel corner from Minnesota, who we've uh, met with as well. So, a lot of options in round seven. I think I'm leaning towards Bravion Roy. Though. What's your thoughts? Mm. Yeah, put me down for Bravion. Um, I shared the uh, the the stat about him that he led all. Uh, Division one uh, D tackles with tackles for loss um, in 2019 with 13 of them. Wow. So, uh, you know, when the last time we saw uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of that from the uh, from the interior. So, uh, you know, with Dad Brown being able to play any position on the defensive line, Brajon, I've seen him a little bit at three, but I, I mostly see him on them um, inside. I mean, if you guys didn't watch Brajon, you know, you can, Probably let me know if he moves around a little bit, but I, I primarily always seen him right around the center in the interior. So I think he would uh, he would he would feel the need, and again, he would know the type of uh, defensive line movement that uh, Phil Snow would want to run since he uh, he was at Baylor in 2016 before Rue got there. So he was one of the few players that stayed after the big scandal. He still uh, kept his commitment to go to Baylor, and um, yeah, so mm. I, I like uh, I like Roy. I was going to go Shaquille Quarterman, but if you think I'm going to argue with you guys about getting a, a hog molly, you must be out your mind. So put me on board with Roy, too. Here, here. I don't think it's necessary. We can get Quarterman uh, UDFA. <laughs> there you go. Right, we'll do that next once this finishes. All right, so we done with our uh, first mock draft. For seven, you took Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn. At 38, Lloyd Cushenberry, center from LSU. 69, Damon Arnett, cornerback out of Ohio State. At 113, you got a Meek Robertson, cornerback, nickel out of Louisiana Tech. You address the tight end position, got Thaddeus Moss at 148 from LSU. J.R. Reed, safety from Georgia. Uh, play, you know, work with Trey Boston and the new guy, uh, Justin Burris at 152. More interior line depth with Damian Lewis, guard LSU at 184. And Matt Rule reunites with Bravion Roy, defensive tackle from Baylor to team up with Derek Brown. There you have it. So that's that. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's an uh that's that's a successful draft, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you addressed not only addressed a lot of needs, but you took the best player available. You're building your roster from the inside out. I mean, you got a good, you know, compliments. You got three guys that can help team up with Dante and Trey Boston back there. Mm-hmm. And I think you're coming out with at least four starters with Brown, Cushenberry, Arnett, and Robertson and Nickel. Possibly Thaddeus Moss to push Ian Thomas. So, yeah, I like him. It's got a lot of potential there. Yeah, buddy. I like it. And it goes along and it goes along with uh what they you know said that this is gonna be a defensive heavy draft. So uh you know, outside of Thaddeus Moss and uh, and the uh the linemen, you know, we uh we pretty much done re- revamp the secondary, uh which is uh which was much needed. Uh and uh you guys were also the one that put me on the fact that, you know, with Dante Jackson, he he's best when he's moved around, so that's why I kinda of wanted inside outside um you know um cornerback you know with a meat robson on the inside you know that can let dante play outside and um you know just depending on the matchup it allows you to have that uh flexibility and uh with uh you know jr 
Um, J.R. Reed, you know, I saw Phil Snow also like to use three safety packages. So uh, since they're really high on Justin Harris along with Trey Boston, I mean, that could uh, uh, definitely work out as well. So uh, overall, yeah, this this draft with just eight picks, no trades, would definitely be uh, puts us in a good position to build this new foundation. Right on. Larry, Will, you got anything to add? Or we'll head over to the uh, UFAs. We can start talking about some of the uh, potential undrafted free agents. I think uh, with Matt Rule's familiarity with these college players, this might be where he really shows out this year, especially with all the uncertainty going on. He's already got kind of a competitive advantage there. I agree. Yeah, one guy I like is uh, Kendall Coleman, a defensive end out of Syracuse. Just off of what Matt Rule's talking about as far as what he looks, looks for in football players, you know, athleticism and toughness. If anybody looks that guy up, that's what he does work. That's that's what he does best. He's very explosive and he plays with a nasty attitude. And that's what I'm looking for to have from guys on defense. Heck yeah. So that's a good camp body to look at. Uh did Quarterman go undrafted, Will? The linebacker from Miami? Yep, he's still available. Yeah, so definitely put him down. Um, you know, now, you know, he's more of a Mike linebacker uh type to you know, groom and put in beside. Uh, I know we got to hear Whitehead to go along with the uh, with Shaq, but again, looking at long term solutions. Uh, I know Shaq just got a four year extension. Uh, I believe Tahir's only here on one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Carter and um, Smith are in their third year, so uh, you know that this this would be the definitely uh, someone undrafted like a quarterman would. Uh, I think would definitely make a push for. Uh, not only, you know, making a roster, but possibly uh, getting some reps as well. Indeed. I would like to see a receiver in the, uh, in the undrafted free agency. Some Somebody with some serious speed. I got a name for you, Tim. Um, Kenneth Rogers out of Texas A&M. He was a Courtney Davis running partner uh, at Texas A&M. And, Will, uh, I don't know if he caught your eye when he was uh, checking out Courtney Davis, but uh, – uh, uh, Rogers, the other wide receiver out of Texas and m I, I really liked him as well. Mm. And one guy with uh, Vince did a Twitter uh, post on him is Grace Graylin Arnold, safety from Baylor. Uh, he needs to get more under control, work on his instincts and things like that. But man, he's like a heat-seeking missile out there, you know, for that defense. Right. When he comes up and sticks people, you know, you always see him around the football. You know, he makes plays. I think he's got to work a little bit on his ball skills and. Things like that, but you expect that kind of unpolished from an undrafted free agent. You know, when you have a guy that's just going to come out, work hard every day, pursue the football, hustle. You know, he'll have a shot to make the team. You know, I think he can, uh, at a minimum, contribute on special teams. You know, run down on kickoffs and knock somebody's head off. So I think that's another guy maybe to look out for the Matt Rule to go reunite with. I like that. I like that connection. Yeah, and I think about Graylin Arnold, he's a, he's a DB. He can also play both corner and safety as well. So, again, that that position flexibility, uh, you know, that depth, uh, you know, because, uh, again, I want us to have a type of depth that where one injury does not just unravel the whole damn thing. Right. You know, so someone like him as a undrafted, I, I definitely would uh, uh you know, definitely would like, and then again, you know, someone that's familiar with the uh, the system that we're going to be in, and and uh, so yeah, you know, being familiar definitely helps you get along the uh, you know the learning curve of things, and uh, 
you know, definitely great honor would be a, a UDFA that I, I definitely would uh, hope gets an invite. Any other positions that we should uh, shore up in UFA? I think, I think we're pretty good on the interior linemen um, going throughout the draft. Um, offensive tackles for competition? Yeah, I wouldn't mind bringing in a developmental tackle. Um, I think you, right now you got Okun, Moten, Little, and Daly, so it's kind of like a four-deep you know, rotation right there. Or not rotation, but competition Yeah. Uh, for that. Uh, Okun, I mean, at his best, we know what he is. He's you know, he's made a couple Pro Bowls. You know, he doesn't have to prove himself, but we just have had such bad luck with linemen coming off serious injuries in the past. Yeah, man. You know, we're going to go back down that road with Okung again. Now, remember, it was a blood clot. It wasn't, you know, a lower leg injury like Paradis suffered and Daryl Williams. So maybe he's not as affected physically by that. So we'll just have to see. Yeah, I'm tempering my expectations with all these free agents, man. It seems like whenever we get excited about an offensive line acquisition, it never really goes right. So love his love his resume, but like I said, I don't care if it's a broken leg, blood clot, whatever. I'm gonna have concerns about a, a lineman coming off a lower leg injury. That's just me. I can't get it away from me. So I'm I'm excited, but I'm gonna reserve myself a little bit this time. I'm just gonna wait to see it play out. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he had a blood clot in his lungs, right, Okun? I think it was in his lung. Yeah, that's what it says here is uh, mm-hmm. he had a blood clot in his lungs. I don't think he had any lower body injuries. Uh, I do see he missed two games because of a groin after coming back from the blood clot. But, uh, you know, groin is going to pretty much happen about every player that, you know, starts in the league no matter what position. So where do we go for here, gentlemen? And then just lastly, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, corners be added in undrafted free agency. I think they met with eight corners uh, throughout this offseason that probably aren't going to could potentially not get drafted. So not only do I expect them to take a guy within the first three rounds like we were able to do, mm-hmm. and luckily end up with a solid player, but I think they'll continue to add depth and developmental players to undrafted free agency to try to push guys. Word. Hey, Will, in that mock, did uh, Josiah Scott make it? Uh, did he get drafted? The one out of Michigan State that we just recently uh, uh, contacted? Because for whatever reason, um, in the mocks I've been doing the last few days, he's been available in the seventh round, if not later. And I was just like, uh, that don't seem right with me. But uh, did he get drafted in your mock? Didn't the Bengals get him in the mock? I'm thinking maybe somebody else from Michigan State. Yeah, he's still available, so that might be another undrafted free agent they bring in. Cool. All so right. with him and uh, Graylin Arnold, you know, you still be able to add some, you know, potential guys that can make the roster and add depth to the secondary. I mean, hell, all we got right now is Corn, Elder, Cole, Luke, and those guys. So mm. I think all the, I mean, we <laughs> fifth, sixth, seventh round guys be able to make the team this year. <laughs> Man. Well, gentlemen, uh, wow, it's, it's draft time, man. Here we go. Whether we have a season or not is to to be continued, but damn it, we're still going to have a draft. And uh, Panther fans, I believe you have everything you need to know about that. 
Now, I mean, if if things don't fall the way we, you know, kind of called it, yeah, that's, that's fine. But uh, I'll be surprised if we don't get like 75% of this right. <laughs> I'll be I'll be surprised. Because, uh, I mean, if you if you look at last year's draft, man, these guys were just calling it. Bam. Draft. Bam. Bam. We're just calling it. So, I mean, and even the guys we didn't draft, the way that we researched last year, last draft, those guys went out and they 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 played, man. Some of those guys really played pretty well. So I mean, these, these, these the four man rush knows their shit, folks, for real. Yeah, yeah. Write that down. Many um, parting shots, gentlemen, before uh, before these folks actually watch the draft on Thursday. Well, for me, just you know, main thing is just keep an open mind um, as far as you know with these picks, because at the end of the day, we never know. I mean, every draft, particularly in the uh, Top five has an unexpected surprise, a curve that uh, that was never really forecast or seen. So uh, just keep an open mind uh, to things. Uh, look for possibility of possible tradebacks uh, scenarios as well. And um, and I just really feel like that you know uh, you know Matt Rule and 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 the staff they they're gonna be in a good position to really uh, make an impact with their first draft. And, and as I already stated at the beginning, you know, when you're getting paid $62 million, you're going to have a say <laughs> in your very first draft. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, Mar- Mar- Marty Herney is just a figurehead at this point uh, when it comes to the draft. All he's doing is calling the player, okay, we're selecting you. That's it. <laughs> he, scan- he scans his card to get Matt Rule into the parking lot. <laughs> That's all he's using his ass for. <laughs> All you do is spin records. That's it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Larry, Will, you got, you got anything to add? <laughs> I was going to say, I'll make it quick. I, I understand the excitement for the first round of the draft. You know, you've been waiting all uh, spring and it's finally here. But, you know, this, this isn't a team that's one player away from, you know, achieving that sustained success. So, I think this year – Gonna get a good player at seven. I'm just not worried about that. May not be the guy I like the most, but the guy we get will be a very quality football player for the team. It's those rounds after that two, three, four, five, six, seven, where we really need to find quality starters to build the foundation for the new, the next generation of Panthers football. So that's when you need your TV on. You know, rounds two through seven. I think that'll make or break this new regime. Hmm. I'm just looking for the physicality, the toughness, the attitude that Rule is looking for. So all the players that I've been looking at and selected, they kind of fit that profile. And I think that's something that Panther Nation should pay attention to. When you hear about a guy that's tough, that's smart, that's what he's going to go after. So that's something to look out for. You're here, man. Again, Carolina Panther fans, enjoy the draft. And make sure you uh, you take notes on this podcast because uh, it's going to be pretty damn accurate. All right. So uh, thank you guys again and gals for checking out the Four Man Rush podcast. On behalf of uh, myself and Kevin and Larry and Will, we really, really appreciate you guys on uh, uh, following us all the way up to episode 55. That's right, 55. So uh, – Next episode is going to be interesting because we'll have a clear, clearer understanding of who we have on the roster and uh, things of that nature. But, um, yeah, yeah, um, take this information and run with it, folks. It's good stuff. 
Um, whether you're listening to this podcast in the morning, afternoon, or evening, uh, we hope you are taking uh, good care of yourself and, uh, and your loved ones. Um, if you're quarantined, stay quarantined. If you're not quarantined, what the hell are you doing? Stop playing games with your life. Wear a mask, gloves, wash your hands, and do not touch your freaking face. Thank you. I want to see you guys in the stands when this is all over. Remember that. <laughs> so, enjoy the draft, folks. Thanks again from the uh, Four Man Rush podcast. Make sure you check out our website uh, at the www.thefourmanrush.com. Uh, um, check out um, our IG live pregame and Facebook live postgame on, uh, on Tuesday evenings. Um, that's, that's every Tuesday evening. Um, that we record, uh, we uh, do an IG live and a Facebook live um, with Kevin. So uh, check us out, check us out, and also check out our uh, YouTube page. Uh, we'll dropping videos again, and it's fire, straight fire. And and as always, keep pounding. <laughs> Clear, gentlemen. <sighs> She love it, we out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we call me and you love us. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.